The Captain's Run with Sam Edmund. Well, round one of the 2023 National Draft will be held on Monday, November 20, and then the remaining rounds the following uh, day, Tuesday, November 21. Then we've got the Rookie Draft, the preseason Draft. That's on Wednesday, November 22. Where is the year going? It's roaring up on us quick. So we better plug back in with our draft expert. We've gone through the mids. We've gone through the forwards. We're going to turn our attention to the stoppers and the rebounders today, those who get it done in the back half of the ground. Mick Ablett, big welcome back to SEN. Morning, Sam. How are you, mate? I'm well. How's life with you over there in the West? Yeah, very good, mate. Certainly moving uh, very quickly in the summer, so the weather's turned, mate, and it's uh, very, very enjoyable. Now, I uh, don't know if you were listening, but I solicited any questions anyone wanted to fire your way uh, about 10 minutes ago, <laughs> please do so. I've been inundated with questions here for you. So this will be an interesting chat, I reckon, as we turn our attention to the to the best backs in this year's draft crop. When I am to raise that with you, where, where is your, at the pointy end of proceedings, where does your mind go? Yeah, mate, I'd go straight to Connor O'Sullivan. He's a 198-centimetre centre-half back, really. He was a Coast League team of the year player in that particular position and he's the genuine swingman of this draft we uh we generally get one of them and and i've likened him a little bit you know you think of an oscar allen type player i remember back in in younger days of darcy moore that had the ability to play center half forward and center half back this guy's just a um a beautiful attacking option in either one of those positions um particularly down back where he really likes the slingshot Mm. He takes the ball deep, he takes off, he attacks at every opportunity. But uh, having said that, he's also got a really nice level of composure. So he does want to go and take the game on. But he's also got the ability to sum the situation up, compose himself and, um, and you know, change direction and, and hit, a, hit a target somewhere where he wasn't necessarily moving in the first place. So there's a lot to like about Conor O'Sullivan. These kids are just amazing athletes these days, aren't they, Mick? So sixth or eighth, rather, in the 2K time trial. So he's 198 centimetres and he pumps out a six-minute, 11-second uh, 2Ker. Yeah, I literally made this comment last night, Sam, and I was talking to a friend of mine just saying, these young men, like, they're huge now. And to the athletic prowess that they've got, it's just remarkable. And, you know, not to dwell on it and go back on it, but that's where I get a little bit frustrated when the draft gets talked down and we hear about shallow drafts and the like because, you know, you've, as you mentioned, you've got Conor O'Sullivan that finished eight in a time of six minutes, 11 seconds, and then you've got, you know, Ethan Reid, the big ruckman tied to the Gold Coast who mm. ran a five-minute 56 and finished third. So to be doing those sorts of numbers at, at the size of those particular boys is just incredible. Let's keep our conversation at the front end of the draft for the defenders for the moment, Mick. We had this man on our program um, on SEM Breakfast, I reckon, a few weeks ago now. His name's James Leake out of Tasmania, and a different physiology, uh, of of course, to, to the player we just mentioned, 187 centimetres, 77 kilos, and has been a bit of a, what would you say, a bit of a surprise pack as the years unfolded? Yeah, I would. Look, he's, he's come on in leaps and bounds, and, you know, we were talking about him sort of, towards the back end of the first round and, you know, being one of those picks in the late teens, I think he's starting to really come in. I think clubs would be, you know, mulling over whether he now sits in the early teams. Um, he had an outstanding season. He averaged 
16 possessions at 83 percent um, across the championships. Now that that's a real key for him. His ball use off half back is just exceptional. He's, he's got a really really nice aerial presence about him as well for his size and. You know, those sorts of guys, I tend to go back and think of the likes of an Andrew Mackey who, you know, had an unbelievable career, obviously at Geelong and a lot of success. So that ability to play on tools and smalls, to be able to maintain possession of the footy and, you know, and be, be an, an aerial presence as well as um, having that ability to compete at, the, at ground level. And that's exactly what James Leake does. And the other, well, actually, I'll leave it open to you for a moment here, Mick. Where, where, where else would you like to take us in regards to the pointy end? Well, there's a couple of guys, and there's some real genuine size. I know we just mentioned uh, Conor O'Sullivan. There's another guy, Ollie Murphy, mm. another key defender out of the Sandringham Dragons. He, he reminds me a little bit of Caleb Marchbank. He's that a beautiful, rangy type. He just glides across across the ground and makes it look easy and uh, he's got some real potential to become one of the elite interceptors at, at AFL level. He reads the ball very, very well and just executes the fundamentals. And that's key, I find, with these young players when they're coming into an AFL environment. If they can keep the game simple, execute the fundamentals, the rest of those things start to come and they get taught when they get to the level. So Ollie Murphy's definitely one to keep an eye on. Um, his teammate, Archie Roberts, is another one, a little bit similar to a James Leake, a little bit shorter at 184 centimetres, but he, he's got the ability to win it back in dangerous areas. And when I say that, he puts himself in positions to actually win the ball back and set up a number of counter-attacks coming off half-back. And, and I, I tend to think, you know, a little bit of Nick Newman type about, about Archie Roberts in uh, his elite by foot. He's literally surgical in the way he, he picks you know, opposition teams apart. He likes to come back through the middle of the ground. and He was another one that tested um, in the top 10 for the 2K time trial. Yep, yep. Will McCabe, obviously one of the father-sons in the pool, tall back. I think he's played forward as well, hasn't he? Obviously tied to Hawthorne where his dad Luke's a, a board member and unfortunately hurt himself in the, the back half of the season, didn't he? But he's someone who's shown uh, his skill set as an intercepting tall back. Yeah, he certainly has. I, I, I really like him in his ability, does not fumble the footy. And, and for a young man that's just shy of 200 centimetres, to be as adept as what he is at ground level mm. and to be able to take the ball consistently as a one-touch player is is phenomenal. And, you know, and again, through the credit to the, the work that these guys are putting in, he really picks his moment. He picks his moment to go. And when he does go, he goes really, really hard in his ability to rebound and, and provide some run out of defence. So, you know, he's one I think... It's going to be interesting to see where the bid comes for him, but I don't imagine it's going to be um, too long before we have to wait for a club to, to call Will McCabe's name. Yeah, I don't know where he's getting his height from either because Luke wasn't the tallest of players. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wasn't. He was a very good player, though, Luke McCabe. He was, again, he was, you know, we speak about defenders and their ability to maintain possession and execute and hit targets, and, and that's what Luke was over his career. So yep. a little bit different to his dad, that's for sure. Now, I hope I pronounced this uh, young man's name correctly, but first of all, this text came through, by the way, on the 40 Wings Temper uh, 04339811116. says, Mick, I love how vocal you've been about the depth of the draft. One defender that I think has huge upside because of his leg speed and big left leg is Nathan Philoctetes. I believe his GPS data is running through halfback. He's off the charts. Frio on West Coast desperately needs speed. Do you think he will still be available for their later picks? 
Yes, I definitely do. There's, there's been a few different pronunciations. I've, I think <laughs> it's phylactides, I believe. Phylactides. Uh, apologies if, if I've got that wrong. But, um, I'm assuming it's Greek. If, if you're wrong, they'll let us know, I'm sure. <laughs> Happy to be proud. I'd rather get it right now, <laughs> that's for sure. But, um, yeah, look, he's a young man out of the Oakley Chargers. He's a, a 179 centimetre, 80 kilo player. He was a Coach League Team of the Year award winner in the back pocket there. And, he actually had some exposure at VFL level as well. He played two games for Richmond, one early in the year in round six and another one in round 21. And a left footer, he's got good enough speed to create space and a little bit of separation when he does decide to, to take off and you know win the ball back. But um, he's one that sort of tends to sit off and play that quarterback type role. Um, beautiful ability to open the ground up. He picks his mark. He's not afraid to to pick the opposition off through the middle of the ground and, and really start to space, you know, the ground for his team when they go forward. So, yeah, it's a really good call, and I think he will be there a little bit later in the draft. And, and he's the type of player that, you know, as um, as the callers have mentioned, that really do add depth to the draft. Yep, yep. I, I love this. It's almost turning into a Q&A. Ask Mick about – now, he's another name that I hope I get right, uh, Mick. Uh, Tyson – Shrook, Eastern Rangers, 37 possessions in a grand final. Yeah, look, he, he really made his mark, mate, in that particular game. And, you know, when players can accumulate and find that much of the footy, you've got to stand up and take notice. So he's got a fantastic work ethic, ability to get from contest to contest and and really have an impact. And, and that's where he'll make, you know, his mark and that's where he'll give clubs, you know, something to think about when you're, when you're talking about players that have got the ability to cover the ground, to really stay out there for a little bit longer, we know it's a power game. We know there's a lot of repeat effort involved in, in today's footy. And you know, for someone that's got the work ethic that he's got um, and the ability to keep finding the footy, and he's a very, very good user by both hand and foot. Mm. And, um, you know, they, again, Sam, these are the sorts of guys where... You know, you're talking the back end of the, of the draft or the second half of the draft, I should say. You know, and young men that are standing up on the biggest stage of the year in, in their particular league and, and producing that sort of performance, you know, that, that's where the gems are and, and that's where you've got to find them. Has to count for something, doesn't it? And I know Steel Sidebottom was at the other end of the, the spectrum. He was always going to be a, a pick somewhere up near the, near the front end, but they still talk about his grand final. Yeah, exactly right. It's it's remarkable to kick ten um, against my old mob mate, and uh, <laughs> you know, obviously a team down your way as well, Dan Long Stingrays. But um, look, and that's you're 100 percent right. At some point, when you're looking at a player, um, particularly when there's interest around him from a draft perspective, you want him to have that breakout game. Mm. Most players do, some don't, but most players have that game where they really stamp their authority and they arrive. Um, you know, for Steel Sidebottom, it was in a, a TAC Cup, I mean, back then in the TAC Cup Grand Final. And, um, you know, those, those sort of performances, they don't happen by chance. So, um, yep, they're, they're definitely ones to refer to, and, and I'm a great believer in and good players stand up in big games. Speaking of AFL draft expert Mick Ablett, countdown to the national draft later on this month. Mick, this guy's not a, a defender, but I just have to ask you about him because it's a fascinating journey and it's a bit of a curiosity. 
It certainly is for Ben in Mount Eliza, who's text in. Now, I, I read something about this guy a while back and very little since. So Ben says, question for Mick Ablett. The best junior basketballer in Australia for the last few years turned his hand back to football, played at the Northern Knights, 30-plus touches every week and a goal and a half a game average. Reminds me of Taylor Adams. I can't understand why no one is talking about Christian Ferranato. Could Mick please explain? Yeah, they're interesting ones, aren't they? I mean, I love the basketballers, and as we all do, they're, um, you know, they, they've got that natural knack to actually sidestep very, very good in traffic. And you know, we've heard the names bandied around for a long time around Scott Pendlebury, I think the most common one, but Christian Petrarca is another one. When you, you just see his awareness in traffic, he's got that peripheral vision. And a lot of that's got to do with basketball and, you know, playing in the key and the tightness of, of how that type of game unfolds. But, you know, Christian Fernando, he, he was a, a Coast League Team of the Year representative on the interchange bench and you know, ranked fifth at state combine level four agility with mm. a, a time of 8.11 seconds. Um, you know, as you mentioned, averaged 28 disposals, seven clearances, six tackles in, in 12 Coast League games. So he, he's had a ripping year. I kind of liken him a little bit to a James Warple. So... I know the comment came in around around Taylor Adams, very very similar type of player and a and a good likeness. He's just a stoppage ball. He moves through the contest very well. And when I say that, you know, a lot of players can be flat footed at the contest. They they'll sort of tend to have a little bit of lateral movement or be somewhat stationary. This young fella just goes through the contest, and he's got that ability to take the ball with him. And and guys that can read it offhand like that become incredibly dangerous and threatening when they can take the ball on the move and, and come out the front side of the stoppage. Now, Mick, I'm always inclined, uh, more than inclined, to read out anyone who's considered to be a smoky. Now, I'm not sure if there's too much smoke around this man, to be honest, but Bo's over in South Perth, and he's texting to say, what do you think of a deep... Does it, he says deep draft smoky. Galen Savini from Subiaco in the Waffle, intercept marking defender. I think he's twenty in his 20s, maybe 21. Seems to have grown his game over the last 12 months. Yeah, look, I was fortunate, Sam. I, I spent the last couple of months running for the league team at Subi, so I got a really in-depth, close-up look at Galen. And there's no doubt in my mind he's got AFL quality. Mm. And, and he is... Again, he's one of those players that can play tall and small. He's got an incredible knack of reading the play. He comes off his opponent at the right time to impact. I I didn't see him get beaten. Over the course of the last couple of months of the year, he was not beaten in any game that he played in. He's got very, very good leg speed. He can play deep. He can get up and play across half-back. And and he's a genuine threat across half-back due to his... He's, he's got a natural desire to take the game on, to break the game open, to keep it moving, and and he's a very, very good player overhead. He's got a little bit of work to do on, on his kicking. I think Galen would be the first one to, you know, to, to agree to that and to attest that, you know, he's going to continue to work on that. But gee whiz, he's got a lot, a lot of AFL attributes. He's a, a beautiful athlete too, very, very well put together. And, um, you know, you could do far worse than giving Galen Savini a go either late in the draft or even even as a rookie. Now, Mick, I wasn't sure whether to mention this big man in our Defenders chat or not, because to be honest, I'm not sure where Will Dawson sits. Is he a ruckman? Is he a key forward? Is he a key back? He's played just about everywhere, I think. He's 200 centimetres. Where, does he, where, do you, where have you got him pegged? 
It's interesting, mate. I've literally got um, literally got those notes written down. He played as a defender at the champs, and you know, and then I saw a bit of him play forward ruck as well. So we love players to specialise in a in a certain position. So what what's their go to? What's their one wood? What are they as a player? But you know, in, in Will's case, it's not such a bad thing. I mean. He's obviously attracted the interest of five or more clubs to get to, to the National Combine. So there's genuine interest there. He's a late birth. He's born on the 20th of December. So mm. very, very young for his draft year. But again, he plays a little bit of that Harris Andrews type role when he plays in defence. Um, just, you know, that ability to shut an opponent down. But he's also, you know, very, very adept at winning it back. He's well put together, again, for a young man of 200 centimetres and 86 kilos. And the thing that really stuck out for mine when you look at Will Dawson is his field kicking. He's a, he's a lovely distributor of the footy and, and generally, you know, finds targets when he's coming out of the back half. He he's certainly got the ability to find the ball through the middle of the ground when he's playing as a ruckman and, and link up as almost an extra midfielder. So, yeah, look, those taller types we tend to see taken in the, the second half of the draft. Um Sometimes, you know, the clubs will overlook them. There's a, been a real tendency um, to let them go back and develop a little bit more and, you know, and take them in, in a year or two's time. But as someone like Will Dawson that's got the flexibility to play in a number of different areas of the ground, mm. I'd be surprised if he didn't get a go, as I say, somewhere late, you know, even as a rookie, because there's a lot to like about him. And, and as I say, he's almost a year behind his counterparts in terms of, being born, you know, only a few days before Christmas. Yeah, so you can be too versatile then. Can it, can it almost work against you, just reading between the lines? Yeah, maybe not, yeah, not work against you as such. But, yeah, when, when you're drafting for players, a lot, of, a lot of senior coaches, you know, that obviously do go in and sit mm. in list management discussions and, and recruiting discussions, ultimately their question is going to be, okay, that's all great. So he can play a little bit back, he can roll through the midfield, he can play forward. But what is he? Yeah. What am I getting? And what have I got to work with? So that's what a lot of the time when it comes to recruiting, you've got to be able to hang your hat on something as a player. Um, and what else you bring to the table is a bit of a bonus. I mean, you look a little bit closer to home, you know, over here, or even, sorry, with, a say, a Jack Silvani. You know, Jack's got the ability to go in the ruck. We've seen him play back. But ultimately, he's a forward. Um, and you know what you're going to get out of him as a forward. You know he's going to hit the scoreboard. You know, I think of, of another one over here, like a, um, a Josh Rotham type player that, again, played defence, can play in the ruck. But, you know, ultimately those guys can sometimes find themselves in and out of a team yeah. because they don't specialise in a certain position. And, um, you know, that's, that's the really important thing. You've got to have something to hang your hat on. Mick, fantastic to talk to you, mate. The appetite is there for this draft. Make no mistake. The feedback's been enormous. Appreciate uh, the time again. Great to chat. No worries, Sam. Appreciate your time and all the best to the young men in uh, just over a week's time. Good on you, Mick Ablett there. Back shortly on the Captain's Run.